few months ago, I say a few months ago, maybe six months ago, uh, was out in the cabin after, um, I don't know if it was revival meetings or sometime might have been, and, and a couple of the youth guys were saying, well, we don't ever hear messages on things like gossip and gluttony and some of those kinds of things. And so this morning, and no, it's not gluttony, that'd be a bad thing for Thanksgiving week, I suppose, but uh, maybe we need it. I'd like to talk about gossip this morning. Now, before I start, I'll, I'll, I will say this. I appreciate the brotherhood here through the years. I felt like, at least in more recent years, that people can share things here, even uh, maybe confession or something, and it, I think it stays with the brotherhood for the most part. I don't know, maybe, I mean, I don't know where all things go, but... I think you do well at being able to not spread things around that ought not to be spread around. But are we still affected by gossip? Do we tend to do that? Are we sometimes uh, guilty of that? Is it a sin? Have you gossiped about someone or something recently? Or are you known to be a gossiper? Some people kind of have that label that they tend to like to talk about other people. What is the definition of gossip anyway? And there's different definitions, but basically it's sharing information that ought not to be passed on. Usually it has some kind of slander in it, and slander is spreading false information. Often it makes us feel better about ourselves because it puts someone else down, and so we lift ourselves up by putting someone else down, and that's never a good way to get anywhere. It just doesn't work very well. It may or may not be true. It doesn't have to be false to be gossip. It doesn't have to be true either. People still talk about it. And, and I'm sure when we talk about gossip, most of you remember at some point in life, maybe in school or in the youth or somewhere, you played that game of telephone where you got a in for, you know, somebody gave you a paper and you read it, and you're like, okay, and you know, you start whispering it to the person next to you, and by the time it gets around, it's not even remotely close to what started. It just is, it's way off. And that's usually the way it is with gossip. It doesn't end up very far down the line, and sometimes I hear something said, and I'm thinking, okay, now let me think about this. I wonder if it started, you know, and you can almost put together the changes in your mind of how it, how it changed by the time you hear it. Now, does that mean we can never talk about other people or like in conversation? We can't have conversation. We can't discuss things. We can't discuss situations, what's going on. And how do we know the difference between gossip and just conversation? We'll look at that a little bit later toward the end of the message. But this morning, and you might say this is more of a, maybe a topical message than an expository message, although I hope we expose what the scripture has to say, but we're going to look at a number of scriptures and see what the scripture does say about it. And so turn with me to start with to Leviticus. Going way back into Leviticus and Exodus, we'll see that God did not like gossip. And it's sometimes often referred to, especially in the Old Testament, as being a tail bearer. You are bearing a tail about someone. You're, you're going and you're uh, talk, giving a, telling a tale that should not be told. 
And so in Leviticus chapter 19, and verse 16, it says, and in this context, maybe I should just back up and look at this a little bit in the context. You'll see that in verse 11, it says, you shall not steal, you shall not deal falsely. Uh, verse 12, you not swear by any other name. Uh, you do not defraud your neighbor, you don't rob him, thou shalt not curse the deaf, put a stumbling block before the blind. There's a number of things here that we would say, oh yes, those things are certainly sinful. And then in verse 16 it says, thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer among thy people. Then it says, neither shalt thou stand against the blood of thy neighbor, I am the Lord, or do anything that would harm him. And some translations would put here talebearer, it would actually say slander. Thou shalt not go about slandering other people, saying things that would, that would harm them. So God was concerned about it even then. You can go back in, uh, to Exodus in chapter 23 and see a very, uh, something similar to this. In chapter 23, verse 1, it says, <clears throat> excuse me, Thou shalt not raise a false report. Put not thine hand with the wicked to be, un, be an unrighteous witness. And sometimes we can give false reports. And sometimes... We can add to gossip or we can help it continue on by not saying anything. Sometimes people will accuse someone else or they'll say something mean about someone or they'll say something malicious or whatever it is. And you may know that that's not actually true. That's not quite how it is. And you just say nothing. And that, in a sense, not saying anything can be bearing a false witness as well against someone if you're not willing to, to correct it or say, no, that's not really how it is. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs. We're, there are many verses in Proverbs that deal with this, and many more than what we're going to look at this morning. I think I've told you this before. I'm not an artist, so they look kind of weird. But throughout the book of Proverbs, beside verses that talk about our speech or the tongue or whatever, and I don't have them all marked, when I notice one through the years, I'll draw a little tongue beside that verse. So that when I'm glancing through Proverbs, I can see all the verses that talk about what we say and, and what we shouldn't say and how we should say things. Some of them are how we should talk. Many are how we should not. And there are many, many verses. They don't all deal necessarily with gossip. But we're going to look at a number of them. And I think Proverbs says it about as clearly as you can get it. And so, in Proverbs chapter 10, and I'd like if you just follow along with me, we'll look at these. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 18. It says, He that hideth hatred with lying lips. In other words, you have hatred in your heart towards someone or ill will, and you're giving lying lips, you're lying about someone. And he that uttereth a slander is a fool. So when you talk slanderously about someone else you are a fool over in chapter 11 verse 13 it says a talebearer my bible would make a note here a gossiping person revealeth secrets but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter so and it's interesting and you can do this on your own we're not going to do it this morning but if you look at the etymology of the word gossip like where did it come from how what's that word come from it's interesting to go back and look at how we got that word 
and how it deals with knowing something secret about someone and revealing those things. So it's something that should not be told. And here it says that a, a gossiping person reveals secrets, things that should not be told around, but a faithful person won't do that. They would rather conceal something. Now, I'm not talking about hiding sin. That's not what we're talking about. But something in someone's life that doesn't need to be told, they'll conceal it. They may know about it, but they're not going to pass it on to other people. Jump across to chapter 16, verses 27 and 28. An ungodly man diggeth up evil. And in his lips there is a burning fire. A froward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separateth chief friends. Yeah, did you ever have someone you thought was your friend, and then you find out that maybe they said something about you, or something that's like, oh, I didn't know they thought that way, didn't know they felt that way. I've got some quotes that I'll share at the end here, and I'm just wondering if I have one that um, I'm just going to share this one now because it goes along with this. I just thought about it. Um, if I can find it here. And I certainly um, don't have a lot for Blaise Pascal, he was a 17th century French philosopher. And at that time, some philosophers were saying that gossip's a good thing. You know, it helps society function and so forth. And he disagreed with that. He said, I maintain that if everyone knew what others said about him, there would not be four friends in the world. I don't know if he's right or not, but kind of goes along with this verse, doesn't it? Turn over to chapter 17, verse 4. And, and we can read these verses and we can say, yeah, yep, yep, that's talking about gossip, that's talking about gossip. But is it, does it hit home? Do we think about it? Is, it? is it something that we need to take serious heed to? Not just, yep, that's what the Bible says about it. 17.4 says, A wicked doer giveth heed to false lips. And a liar giveth ear to a naughty tongue. So someone who is wicked is the one who listens to people telling falsehoods about someone else. Do you like to hear gossip about someone? Does it kind of perk up your ears? Oh, really? Oh, you just get all into it? Well, take heed to that verse right there. And I'm just I, I, telling you what, you, you don't read these verses and study for a message like this and not be convicted and start thinking about, well, what am I saying? What am I, have I, you know, you need to start. Uh, I think it's something we all need to be very, very careful of. Down in verse 9 it says, He that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth very friends. Similar to that other verse. Go over to chapter 18, verse 21. And this goes along with James. We're going to look at James a little bit later. It says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And I 
believe that, that they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof can apply to either, uh, when we look at the beginning of the verse, either the death or the life. If you're someone that loves to talk about things that brings death upon people, in other words, makes them, hurts people, harms people, that kind of thing is probably going to come back on you. If you're the type of person that loves to share good about other people, yeah, and words that bring life, that kind of thing, will, you'll eat the fruit of that too. Those things will come back to you, and you'll be blessed by it. In chapter 20, verse 19, it says, He that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secrets. Therefore, meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. He's probably going to say things about you as well. Just don't meddle with him. Stay away from him. Chapter 25. Verses 9 to 11. Debate thy cause with thy neighbor himself and discover not a secret to another. In other words, don't reveal it basically don't don't tell those things talk to your neighbor about it lest he that lest he that heareth it put thee to shame and thine infamy turn not away then it says a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver the contrast there between gossip and words that are said that are fitting and encouraging Chapter 26, looking at verse 20. Where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So where there is no talebearer, the strife ceaseth. As coals are to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a talebearer are as wounds, they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. So if the talebearers or the gossipers quit talking, strife will cease, it says. Or certainly strife can be kindled. Take away the wood, take away the coals, the fire goes out. Take away the gossip, take away the slander, and often, again, the fire goes out. And yes, the tail, words of a talebearer are certainly wounds. Some people hear things or things are said about them and they carry that the rest of their life. It's a wound that never goes away. They hear those things, find out about those things, and it is a wound to them. And we are not, as Christians, to be trying to wound other people. Let's go to the New Testament now, to Matthew While you're turning to that, maybe I should just have you think about this a little bit. Have you ever heard something about someone or a situation, and wow, what a story, and later you find out it was way off? You ever, hear, you ever have that happen? Or maybe you hear a story and you know that, no, that's not really what the deal is, and, and yet the story, is, it's way off. And I think we can all be guilty of passing something like that along, or we can eating it up, enjoying it, whatever. But it's often 
the way it is. We, we hear things, and if we know the whole story, uh, and, I, and this is something I've tried to learn, even in, in the ministry here through the years, and that is sometimes there's a situation going on, and this isn't just for leaders. Sometimes other people the same way, but sometimes in leadership you know things about a situation that you, you, can't, you don't tell, you cannot tell. Or maybe something that you were involved in directly and you were helping with and, and suddenly things are said and all of us, and you're like, oh wow, that's just not the truth. And you, you just, you're, sometimes you're limited in what you can share. And I've encouraged people sometimes you just have to give it time. Usually, usually time will tell the truth. And you know what? If it never does, that's okay. If, if the story is told about you and you know differently, you don't have to go and try to set it all straight. Sometimes that makes it worse. In Matthew chapter 12, Matthew chapter 12, and this is uh, some of Jesus' words in the middle of some things he was talking about. We'll start reading at verse 36. He says, Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known of his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word or every useless word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. And then verse 37 here I think is something we need to take careful notice of. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. And that's not just related to gossip, but it certainly, I think, could include that, that by our words we will be, be judged. Turn to Second Corinthians. Chapter 12. And notice the list of sins here. And then I'm going to read it in a Williams translation as well. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 20. For I fear lest when I come I shall not find you such as I would, or that I'd like to, and that I shall be found unto you such as you would not, lest there be debates, envyings, wrath, strife, backbitings, whisperings, swellings, tumults. Let me read it in the Williams translation. I repeat it. I am apprehensive that somehow or other there may be quarreling. Now, notice the, the things that lead up to this in the verse. There may be quarreling, jealousy, anger, rivalries, slanders, gossiping, haughty pride, and disorders. Do those all kind of go together? I think they do. You kind of put those all together, and that's the problem with gossip. Let me just go through those again. Quarreling, jealousy often brings about gossip because we were maybe jealous even don't realize it, but of someone, and so we want to say bad things about them. Anger, we might be upset at someone. Rivalries, rivaling with someone. Slanders, gossiping, haughty pride, 
disorders, haughty pride. We're proud, so we say things about other people because we're proud. We think we're better than them, or we're, no, we're not, and we want to bring them down, like I mentioned. Now, I want to turn to James and look at some passages there. And again, you might be saying, well, let's spend a little more time expounding on each one of these. But I think, again, the scripture on this is, is so clear that I, I want the scripture to do a lot of speaking for itself this morning. James chapter 1, verse 26. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue... But deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain or useless. Now, he seems religious, but he doesn't know how to bridle his tongue. Let's go to chapter 3. We're going to read the whole chapter here. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that you shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able to bridle the whole body. I'll stop there. So if any man can, is, does not offend anyone in word or say things that are offensive or doesn't gossip, he's able to bridle his tongue, you can know that that person can control anything, any other part of his body as well. That's a clear indication of it. And we'll see that as we go on through here. It says, Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great, are driven of fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how... Great a matter, a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. And so the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast, and of birds, and of serpents, and things in the sea is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now, I want to stop right there. It says that no man can tame it. It's full of all this evil. So, I guess what? We just close our Bibles and go home and say, well, we give up. It says no man can tame the tongue. No, man can't, but God can. It's the Holy Spirit working in our lives and sanctifying us and changing us and helping us to grow <clears throat> that can change it. So, if you have a problem in this area and you know that and you want to change and you say well I've tried to change and I just I don't know I just when I hear a story I just got to pass it on I just got to pass it on you know I just uh, when you hear something like that you just no ask God to work in your life to change it God can change it in your life verse 9 therewith bless we God even the father and therewith curse we men which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessing and cursing, my brethren. These things ought not to so to be. Doeth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, even vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. 
And I was reminded of this when we were up in, uh, what was it, South Dakota? Uh, some of you youth were probably up there a couple times with, uh, when we went to Cherry Creek for a mission trip. And they've got a, a well that runs up there all the time, an artesian well, I guess. It just is water always coming out of it. They got a bathtub underneath it, and some people go up there and wash their hair or whatever. And you go up there to that water, and if you put your hands under that, that faucet and it fills your hand, and someone takes a lighter and lights the water, it burns. It's running into your hand, and it's burning, a little blue flame right off the top of the water. It'll, it'll keep doing that. Uh, there's something in that water, I don't know, but anyway, it'll, it'll, you can actually burn it. Now, I, I found it interesting. I did that. But I was not interested in drinking that water. Didn't look like good water to drink. Nor did I think, now if I, if I put my cup on the left side of the faucet, I'm going to get good water. And on the right side, it's that water that burns. No. Coming out of that particular fountain, it was bad water for drinking. I guess it was okay for other things. If you like fire, or if you like water, you can burn. That was interesting. But it wasn't worth drinking. Lawrence, Matt, some of you have dug a lot of wells. And uh, I don't know if you've ever, Lawrence, have you ever dug a well where it puts out sweet water and bitter at the same time? Or it's usually one or the other, right? You get good water, you get bad water. And yet as Christians, sometimes we are tempted to think that we can bless God and praise him and then gossip about our brother or sister or someone in the neighborhood at the same time. And somehow the fountain of our mouth is supposed to be able to do that. Scripture says it ought not to be that way. Verse 13. Who is a wise man endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness and wisdom. But if ye have bitter envyings and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is, verse, pure, and peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. There was an older brother in this congregation that since passed away a number of years ago, and, and uh, I didn't chore for him. I wasn't his neighbor, but I heard from someone he did, and I don't think it was gossip because they were saying good things about him. So, But he just... His, brother said that he never heard this guy say a bad word about someone and if I remember the story right um, that one time he started to say something about someone he goes no I better not say that and you know what I I don't know if I ever heard a bad word said about him either I think it was one of those things where uh, it was pat it was the fruit was he was able to eat of that fruit of not talking bad about someone and probably some of you know people like that that just don't talk bad about other people uh, that doesn't mean you can't say the truth doesn't mean you can't do that but it does mean that we don't go around maliciously saying bad things about other people and when I say say the truth I'm talking about if you're confronting someone maybe about sin in their life something like that so, some proverbs here that are outside of the scripture that I thought are interesting. It must be a worldwide problem. 
Uh, this one, I don't know where, who the author was, but you know the one that says, believe nothing of what you hear and only half of what you see. You've heard that. It's a good thing if you're watching the news these days or listening to it. Uh, here's another proverb. I don't know where it comes from. Gossiping and lying go hand in hand. Here's a Korean proverb. I picked some from around the world uh, so we can see that it is a worldwide problem. If it wouldn't be, it probably wouldn't be in the scriptures, but it's there. Korean proverb says, words have no wings, but they can fly a thousand miles. And it reminds me of uh, what Bill Yoder used to share here about your words and when things are said maybe about you or you say them about someone else. He would often give this example, and maybe some of you remember him sharing, where you take a basket full of feathers and throw them up into the wind on a windy day and then go try to find them all and gather them up and get them back in the basket. Once it's said and once it's out there, they fly a thousand miles. You're not going to get them back. You can't do it. You can go around and try to maybe correct it, but you won't get them back. Here's a Spanish proverb says, Whoever gossips to you will gossip about you. And I'll share maybe a little something else about that later. But an Irish proverb says, Who brings a tale takes two away. So just remember that when they're telling you the juicy story, they might take two away to tell someone else about you. The Jewish proverb says, What you don't see with your eyes, don't witness with your mouth. And another Jewish proverb said, loose tongues are worse than wicked hands. Eleanor Roosevelt said, great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Some practical points that I thought about here. So how do we determine if we are gossiping or discussing someone or something? Because it doesn't mean that we can ever, in our conversation, talk about someone. You know, maybe we'll say, hey, did you hear so-and-so uh, uh, sold their business to so-and-so, and they're moving to Tennessee, or did you ever hear about so-and-so is doing this or that, or hey, I saw that uh, somebody bought a new van, or I saw, you know. It doesn't mean we can't talk about other people. Uh, that's part of life. We talk about our friends and people. But the question is, is it slanderous or malicious? Or does it edify? In other words, is it something that is going to hurt someone if they would know it or not? And and along with that, you may not mean it to be slanderous, but if you really think about it, if you really think about it, is it? Could it be? Could it be taken that way? Here's another question you might ask yourself if you're thinking about is this gossip or not. If someone was saying this about you, would you be okay about it? If it was you that was being talked about, would it be okay? Or would you not like it to be passed around? You know, and sometimes we tend to think it's gossip and I don't know if this is a word, but I'm going to use it anyway. Sometimes we tend to think it's gossip if we're the gossipy, but it's not gossip if we're the gossiper. You know, it's being said about us. That's gossip. 
But then we turn around and say something similar about someone else to someone else, and no, that's not gossip. I'm just passing along some truth. Would you say it if the person was present? Now, sometimes you may not, and it may not be gossip if you are sharing a concern or something. And, and let me give you an example uh, here. Um, so maybe, maybe there's a brother or sister in the church or someone that you are concerned about. And maybe there's, they have a friend in the church that you know is close to them. And you would go to them and say, hey, you know, I've been concerned about something. I, can you help me out? Is, is, how can we help? Or tell me what to, how you know this brother or you know this sister. Am I just way off or is there something going on here? Or you, know, you see what I'm saying? Sometimes we may be saying something that maybe the person, we wouldn't say right in front of the person, but we're doing it because we really do want to help the person. We're trying to get help or we're trying to help someone and sometimes we have to say things because maybe it has to do with um, maybe even sometimes church discipline or something like that, that we have to talk to people and say what's going on and discuss these things. But generally, I think it's helpful to, to think about, would we say this if the person was here? Are you part of the problem or part of the solution? Sometimes people say, well, if you're not part of the problem or not part of the solution, don't worry about it, get out of it. Now, as a brotherhood, if there's a problem in the church, we're all part of the problem and the solution. We all need to be involved in helping. But sometimes there are other people more intimately connected and helping. You know, we might say, well, what about when you're, maybe if you're an employer and you're hiring help. And someone turns in their resume and you say, well, I should call their previous boss and say, I don't know, what's going on? How, what kind of worker were they? Well, you're not really... Unless you're just trying to dig out dirt, you're just you want to know. You're, this is important. Maybe you know we I get these forms all the time to fill out for young people or whoever going into service or Bible school or something, and you supposed to fill out about this person. They want to know is this person should we have them coming or shouldn't we? You got to be honest. You write it out, but you don't try to say things that are slanderous <clears throat> just to be mean. And if it's something that needs to be talked about, you maybe call. And, don't just write things down, but you try to be honest. And yet, those things are not necessarily there for gossip, but they can be if you're not careful. They can be used in that way. <clears throat> I think I have time here. There was a little something that I found that maybe I'll just kind of give an example to maybe help us put this in, in perspective. This would be in a workplace, a couple of ladies talking in a workplace. And what would be a way of gossiping and which would not be. So Mary says, it looks like Steve is getting the promotion I wanted. But I did more than he did on the last two projects. And everyone told me, uh, and everyone told me I saved a day when I found that mistake before we made the Watkins presentation. Why doesn't our boss recognize my work? Diane says to her, oh, I'm sorry, Mary. It's Steve's is Steve's promotion for sure? If so, maybe it's because Steve has been here longer. And I think he's had more experience in specific areas that the new position requires. Still, if, you, uh, if I were you, I'd talk to the boss and ask her. Maybe you... Um, I just lost my place here. Maybe you still have a chance. 
At least this way you'll know what she expects for the next time. That's not really gossip. But now here's how it could sound. And see if you notice the difference. Mary says, I just heard that Steve is getting my promotion. I don't get it. Everyone knows he's lazy and cuts corners. And I think it was Steve who made the mistake. Um, this thing keeps jumping around on me. I think it was Steve who made the mistake on the Watkins presentation. If it wasn't for me, he'd have been in big trouble. Diane says, did he really? That's so unfair. You deserve the job. And I've heard that Steve once asked the boss out. Who knows what he's got on her? Mary says, wow, I never knew that. You know, I think I've seen him roll his eyes when she's talking in meetings. There must be something there. Or maybe he's got something on her. I wish we knew the real story. I bet that's why I didn't get the promotion. You see the difference between saying something about why didn't I get the promotion? I guess Steve got the promotion. I didn't. Versus slandering him because you didn't get the promotion. We can do the same thing in the church. We can talk about people in that way. <clears throat> now, sometimes, like I said, our communication does involve others. Sometimes it's just idle talk and sometimes it's out of concern. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Chapter 11. Now this is Paul writing to the church at Corinth. And notice what he says. For it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Did those of the house of Chloe gossip to Paul? Or were they seriously concerned and they thought the leader needed to know about it? Well, I don't know what efforts the house of Chloe had done to help with the problem. And maybe they did gossip. Paul took it to heart and was dealing with it. But sometimes when someone says something that is needed to be said, we can just say, well, you're just gossiping about me. You're just gossiping. And sometimes we do that because we don't want to be called into question for maybe our attitude or our divisions or our problems, or our issues. Sometimes there needs to be a discussion, and Paul took that into account here. It doesn't appear that the people of the house of Chloe had malicious intentions. They simply were concerned about what was going on in the church. And so we need to be careful that when something is said like this, that we don't just throw it away and say, well, that's just gossip. But is there truth to it, and do I need to change? And sometimes when we hear even things that are being talked about us, and if you look in the Proverbs, there's a number of verses on this, that a wise man, even when he hears things about himself or he's challenged on things that aren't true, he'll still take heed and see if there's maybe a seed of truth in it that he can grow in. But you challenge a fool and you're in trouble. It doesn't work very well. And so that is a little bit of a part of this. We need to be careful even in our prayer request that they are prayer requests and not gossip. Sometimes we can have a juicy bit of something and so, well, we share it as a prayer request and that may not be our full intention. Social media can be used for good, I suppose. 
And it can certainly add to things like this. You put something out, post something about someone, or share it that way, it can spread like faster than the feathers flying through the wind. It can get to the satellite and back pretty fast and carry on. So be very careful about that. If someone will tell you something, excuse me, about someone else, they will tell someone else something about you. It's just the way it works. I think it was a little song that the children sing. It says something like this. Be careful, little tongue, what you say. Isn't there a song like that? It came to my mind anyway when I was studying for this. Be careful, little tongue, what you say. And no, this little tongue isn't going to lead the song here for you, but um, it's something to think about. So let's be careful what we say, why we say it. And then if something is said about us, Let's be careful not to just write it off. Let's hear and see if there's anything in it we can learn from and then um, forgive those who may gossip about us. Gossiping gives great opportunity for forgiveness and sometimes we need to do that.